0: I'm going to ask you a really quick question. I don't even need you to explain it. Just say mm-hmm. the name if you can think of it. Mm-hmm. Favorite TV show of all time. Fuck.
1: Uh, I've never seen that one. It's it's great. Oh, The <laughs> thing is, if we're talking TV shows. I was going to say, if you can't answer it, that's fine. Because I
0: have no idea how to answer my favorite movie. But I'm not hugely into TV. So I do have mm. a favorite show. I, I haven't seen enough. to. What is your favorite show? Quantum Leap.
1: Oh, I've heard of it. I've heard of it. Oh, he hasn't
0: seen it. Right on. Well, the first episode's kind of a drag to get through, but the rest are pretty. (laughs) As it it, it progresses, it gets on its feet and it it gets Larry.
1: hello to everybody joining us for larry's third foray is that what you say sure i don't see why not <laughs> into his guest spot here on films and Fika. uh it is lovely to have you here uh larry thank you for joining us how's it going Oh, it's going all right. I won't I won't lie, audience.
0: Your boy here got like four hours of sleep, maybe. So uh, I'm running on fumes. I'm going to do my best not to uh, make it so Mao has to edit out any yawning. But uh, we'll see what the hell happens.
1: <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. This week we're talking about a little bit of a lesser known film. Uh, the Wolf of Snow Hollow, written and directed by Jim Cummings. Not Winnie Pooh. Yeah, not to be
0: confused (laughs) with uh, the actor and the man who does the voice of uh, Winnie the Pooh, which is exactly who I thought it was until yesterday.
1: Correct. No, this Jim Cummings is, well, he's an up-and-coming creator, uh, indie filmmaker. This would be his second feature. Uh, I first heard of him in film school because a lot of our teachers in production really, really enjoyed his short thunder road which they showed us a couple or like 10 times and uh it's 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 really good it's a really good short that then got turned into a feature and this is kind of like his uh, well not kind of this is actually his second feature and uh yeah that's what we'll be talking about later today uh fun movie definitely not what i expected uh (laughs) But still a really fun time. The and, um, most recent movie I have ever recommended. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. This is, uh, I was a little bit surprised. I was like, are you sure it's not 1920? Not 2020, <laughs> but 1920 that it came out in. Um all righty. So we'll get to the movie in a little bit. First, Larry, I have a question for you. Uh huh. I have a question for you, too. So you go first. Ooh, okay, well, now I'm gonna have to account for the time of your question. Now I'll have to pick one of mine. uh all right, you have one get out of jail free card. okay, I was gonna say just ask me both questions. I'll answer which one I want <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you have a get out of jail free card, what's the crime that you commit and why?
0: Oh God damn it, uh it's gonna be dark, but it's gonna it's gonna be murder
1: okay yeah 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 so like is this a situation where you're like saving it up until the moment where you're like oh well this guy fucking yeah he he won <laughs> uh so
0: it's really about an uh ex-girlfriend of mine um we were together obviously because that's how you become a boyfriend girlfriend thing uh and then mm-hmm. we weren't and the next guy after me got her addicted to crystal meth and cocaine and then she had a kid and she lost custody of her kid and if i could murder somebody i'd murder that guy yeah Damn. yeah that that's long right. story short yeah it's dark it is what it is dark. what was the other one i think i answered that really quickly uh,
1: welcome <laughs> to live the show yeah. <laughs> uh the other one was just i know that you worked uh at the cineplex yes uh you've you've been working at the movie theater for a while, and I was just wondering what are some of the worst kind of, like, interactions with customers that you've had, if right, any. Right off the top of my head,
0: uh, when you say that, there was a dad who was just trying to be cheap as shit. And, like, maybe obviously money money might have been an issue at the time, but the man was not handling it well. So, he went and saw the um, animated Adams Family, which is a pretty short film. But yeah. uh, he went and saw it with his kid, and then when he came back out, because uh, it was done, he asked for his money back. And we're like, oh, uh, when he, uh, sir, the movie's done. Why, why why, should we give you your money back? He's like, well, that's the thing. It's a really short movie, so why the hell am I paying full price? And so we were just like, um, sir, should we pay you more for really long movies? Because you just you pay for the movie <laughs> experience. If that's the movie experience, sir... You watch the mm. entire thing. <laughs> like it or not, mm. you watch the entire thing. And then, obviously, he didn't like that answer. So, he, he uh, yeah, some managers. Um, another time. it's Actually, it's just mostly people online. A lot of people Google, like, what's playing instead of going to the actual, like, Cineplex website. So, uh, yeah. for some reason, Google doesn't differentiate, at least for our, our place, the difference between VIP and everything else so a bunch of people show up for VIP screenings not knowing it and then like, that's in mm-hmm. VIP that's a whole other section it's way over there you can get your tickets there They're like how much more money is that it's pretty it's pretty much more yeah it's it's like 20 25 you know depends on the day you show up I think it is like 15 20 bucks for sure yeah it's I think weekends it's 25 and I think weekdays it's 20 wrap yeah yeah but so so that happens a lot but like the the Media thing I thought of was that was the uh, the guy wanting to get his money for that. So honestly, not that bad. I know there's probably been worse, but they're just not coming to me. Hmm. Okay, I got a question for you, cause cause you asked me all these questions, so I wanted to ask you. I we, am asking you all these questions. Yeah, cause <laughs> we met in film school and really just like you know hit it off, fell in love, and all that stuff. But like, yeah, of course. What made you want to? travel all the way to toronto to become a filmmaker
1: Mm. what gave
0: you the drive to up and leave your home uh a country and then Mm -hmm. come to another one just for
1: this well i've been very lucky uh and i have lived out of my country a couple of times and college was not the first one uh i first lived in germany no I to learn german uh and i happened to have a like distant uncle who lives there with his german wife and through fate he like contacted my mom and they kind of like yeah like they started talking again after a really long time because they were really close when they were younger and you know she started telling him that I wanted to go and study a language outside of Mexico and he was like oh well I mean he's welcome here anytime and so I had the opportunity to live in Germany for for some months and then I went to boarding school which is a whole another chapter (laughs) of my life (laughs) Um, so living outside of Mexico is never like an issue. If anything, I, I wanted to study outside of Mexico. Um, and I went through phases. I wanted to be a writer for a really long time. I wanted to be a writer, uh, and like an English professor, like that moonlight as a writer at some point. And, uh, then I realized that people don't really read a lot anymore, <laughs> Um, And that was kind of disheartening. And I was like, well, fuck it. I guess it it's just not for me. And then I was like, okay, so then... Because you're young, right? And people are trying to tell you that for college you have to do something that... Like your passion and what you really love. I mean, um, you you had a so way different like,
0: experience than me. Because once they hear that your passion
1: is acting, they go, oh, no, it's something else. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that, and that's the thing, right? So whenever I told people that I wanted to be a writer, everyone would be like, really? It's <laughs> kind of like... Why? Um, so then, you know, I was like, okay, so not writing. What else am I really passionate about? And I was like, oh, travel is something that I really like. So I started looking into hotel management and tourism. And I really fucking liked it. And I was like, man, I get to go to college and learn about fucking uh, cocktail mixing and wine pairings and all of this other shit that I've, I'm really into. Other than the alcohol, but the alcohols also, you know, it was it was part of the course. I was like excited. <laughs> um, so I applied to college. Uh, I got accepted and like into a really good hotel management university uh, in Switzerland. And they came here for like an introductory course because they had a lot of Mexican new students coming in that year. So they came here, they were like, you should come, it's the whole weekend, you'll find out. Like, you know what you can expect from the course itself once you get over there. So I went and I really, really liked it uh, up until it was done. And when it was done, all I could remember was them saying, the customer's always right. The customer's always Uh right. The the guest will always be right. And which we all know is not true. No At all It really isn't (laughs) And like I Came home to my parents And I was like Yeah I don't think I have What it takes to Like Eat shit From someone (laughs) When I just like Started my shift And I have no idea What they're talking about But they Have this Preconceived notion That A It's my fault B I can solve it And C I know what the hell Is going on (laughs) So I was like Maybe I shouldn't Because I'm gonna Fucking snap at someone At some point I'm gonna get fired So, I didn't end up doing that. And so, I was like, okay, well, uh, most of the applications for school are over. So, I don't know what to do now because, you know, my time has passed. And so, my dad was like, hey, why don't you take some time, try and figure out what you want? Um, You can work, you can find work, and then, you know, you can reapply when admissions are open again. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll do that. (laughs) And at some point in the next couple of weeks, uh, I watched Inception, like the Blu-ray that I have of Inception. And um, I just kind of dove into the behind the scenes. So my dad got home and we were having lunch and stuff. We were talking and I was talking to him about like the behind the scenes of Inception. Mm -hmm. And he goes, so... How do people get into that, though? Like, and I was like, what do you mean? Like acting? Because in my head, working in movies was always about acting. Yeah. And it was like, no, no, no. Like the the people who do that, right? Like, where do they learn that? Like, there has to be somewhere or some type of way for those people to learn that. And it you always seem to be talking about it. And I've never met anyone who watches behind the scenes besides you. So <laughs> maybe there's something there. And that's when I got introduced to film school. And then you can also sense.
0: write what you make. Boom, we're going full yeah. circle.
1: Exactly. So then I was like, film school is weird because you start looking into film school and you find out that there's so many like theoretical programs. So like film studies mm-hmm. is a thing. And some schools want to sell you their film studies program as a film production program. And like I saw so many different programs and at the end I was between Toronto and Vancouver um and then I was like I think I just like Toronto like the city of Toronto better than Vancouver like just the vibe there was more my idea I, of where How I did how did you live. get a sense of the vibe without being there? Oh, I went to see all of these schools.
0: Oh shit, so you traveled to yeah. Vancouver? And you traveled to yeah. Toronto, man, oh my god, I, I've i been broke my whole life, there's no way I would have been able to do this, that's
1: amazing. Like, for, for me, because I was like, I was ready to make a choice, Yeah, I was gonna go, <laughs> Finally enough, uh, basically I was so madly over the heels in love with a girl that I met in boarding school. Uh huh uh, this is like two or three years prior to me choosing a university, but like, we're still talking and I'm still like super into her. And she's kind of like, I think super into me. Uh, Like that's my thought process. Yeah. Um, and she's studying in Europe, obviously. And I find a, a couple of universities in London and in York. And I'm like, I'm just going to go to school in the fucking UK, man. Uh, (laughs) Pursue love and my passion, Uh, and then I went over there, and they had really cool facilities, but it was like so much more of like a college campus thing where it's like isolated, and I had already done that for boarding school, like the whole, you're outside of town, you're outside of the city thing, I was like, I kind of want to live in a city, you know, Um, and it was also four years, and I was like, I'm not fucking doing that. Like if it's for years, it's probably going to be a while before I touch a camera. Mm-hmm. Um, so then after that and telling this girl that I was not going to study in Europe, uh, I went to Canada and checked out Vancouver and Toronto. Right on. Yeah, so I chose Toronto, and then the rest is history. I was there for two years, best experience of my life. Uh, I would do it again a hundred times over.
0: Hell yeah. Yeah. You you were looking at that timer, dude. That's what you were doing. That's
1: why you wrapped that up. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I'm not going to lie to you, even though we have this podcast and stuff, it's still... Kind of weird for me to talk about myself, um. Like that's why Algot always takes point in conversation, uh-huh. and it's always oh like that a, sucks for you for asking me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a bounce. Like for me, it's easier to bounce back than just like. It's not that I don't want to take point. It's just I don't like saying I I I. I, I, me, 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 me. (laughs) It makes me very uncomfortable. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, But thank you for that.
0: Um, No, I didn't know. I had no idea about that thing. And we've known each other
1: for a while. We never really talked about it. That's cool. Yeah. No, and like, it's kind of like a weird moment of, you know, I don't know if this is a saying in English, but in Spanish we have this thing where it's like the last, the last one to find out that it lives at sea. Is the fish because it's always surrounded by it, right? Okay. Yeah. And when my dad brought this whole like, there should be a school for people to learn how to make movies, it kind of like clicked, and I was like, oh shit, of course. And like, (laughs) not only did it click that it should that there should be schools, but that I wanted to go to that. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel like storytelling has always been really important in my life and yeah. attractive to me and um yeah and now i get to be like a writer without necessarily having to write a novel even though eventually i do want to write a novel even if it's just like for me hell yeah dude i just yeah. got into reading
0: a lot more so i had to read it i check it out it's um, hilarious
1: that you say that because like people in quarantine got really into reading like a lot of people got back into reading and like um, you know Goodreads, which is basically yeah book letterboxed, and it like I have a bunch of people who I followed on there that for some reason at some point made an account and never used it, and then during the pandemic everyone started just like using it, and they they were like oh my god I forgot you know how much I really enjoy reading like shit I thought I thought it was nice I think it's yeah, nice yeah. when media well, like that comes back.
0: let let me tell you fuckers this guy burns through books he wakes up and he says this is a book i have to read it in one sitting that's what books were made for and then maybe the (laughs) most he'll do is three sittings. but for doesn't
1: matter how many pages he will get through it in one to three sittings (laughs) i try here's the thing i i'm a very moody reader i have to be (laughs) in a mood to read but if i'm in that mood I'm not moving. Like yeah. that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Me when I get near the end of a book,
0: say if I have like 100 pages left or something, mm. then I will sit and just push through. I'll be like, "All right, let's get this done. We're we're at the we're here. We're at like the final lap. We're going to get there." Mm. And I will just sit, throw my phone away, just sit there till I get it done.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I, I, as someone who watches a lot of movies as well, I have to admit that there's something about a book that is so different in terms of consuming media. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's a superior one. I love both of them equally, but there's definitely books have something about them. Um, and I'm like, you're reading physical books, right? Like, you yeah, 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 yeah. Dabbled into the digital aspect of books. you.
0: You dabbled into the digital.
1: Yeah, I have. Like, I because because I move a couple of times through my life. Yeah. Uh, And books weigh a fuck ton. Yeah. E-reader. Yeah. Books weigh a shit ton. Um, So, yeah, I've read e-books, mostly of um, bigger books. If a book is bigger than 400 pages, I'm intimidated as fuck. Really? So, um, oh, yeah. I'm lucky that I started with King then. They're all over 400 pages. Yeah. (laughs) yeah for sure no for me it's like oh fuck I don't and and then it's just it becomes this thing of like oh I, I look at how much I have left like I've been sitting here for 40 minutes and it's still like this thing that could kill someone um so yeah digital digital helps with that Alrighty. so now that I've been made Deeply uncomfortable and that now you guys know more about myself. Larry, how do you feel about jumping into recommendations for the week? Oh, my God. Yes, I totally
0: am prepared for this. I totally thought about this hard and just give me no seconds
1: at all because I have one ready. (laughs) I can go first if you want to. Fantastic. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so for the week uh, movie, we're talking about The Wolf of Snow Hollow and it's kind of like a murder mystery uh, it's kind of like a cop story and honestly those have been my favorite since forever and I'm very happy to see different like it's always cool to see different creators different filmmakers or writers tackle the genre and bring something completely different about it uh, a really good example of that for me would be Brick by Ryan Johnson I think it's like such a cool homage to detective movies and yet it's like set in high school and it's really cool it's awesome um so my recommendation for the week is similar to brick and similar uh to the week's movie in genre um and i guess a little bit in tone where it's like a little bit um out of the norm for the type of movie that they are Uh, But I wanted to recommend Kid Detective. Mr. Brody. Yes. Okay. Um, So, The Kid Detective is also a 2020 movie. And it's directed by Evan Morgan. And it stars Adam Brody and Sophie Nelis. I hope I'm not butchering that as much as I think I am. And uh, basically, it's about this dude who was like a very... uh, I don't want to say famous, but he was a very prolific kid detective in his town. Um, but he's now 31. And unfortunately for him, he still solves very trivial, very kind of basic mysteries. Uh, but he's mostly like hungover now and he's also wallowing in his self-pity um, until he gets it like an adult case uh because this girl comes in and she wants him to find out and figure out who murdered her boyfriend and honestly it's so cool I loved it I think it was so dope I think Adam uh I think Adam Brody does such a good job at playing this dude To the point where it's like funny, but you're also feelful for him. But you're also like, man, he really is an asshole sometimes. Um, I thought it was really good. I thought it was really fun. So if you like murder mysteries and you like, you know, different ways of approaching it, definitely check it out. I think it's worth the watch.
0: Okay, so you were talking about Mr. Brody. And so I'm going to change my recommendation right now, even though I had one set up. But I'll make the other one. I'm going to talk about both. I'm going to make the first one really quick. Okay, so the first okay. one, I uh, it's got a terrible critic rating, but I saw it on YouTube of all places, and I didn't want to close the tab when it was on. It was weird. <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> definitely reversed. So I was like, it was enjoyable enough that I could watch it, knowing that things weren't correct. It was a movie called okay. Teen Lust, and it sounds like some teen sex thing. And you're kind of right, but you're not. Okay, so okay, <laughs> it's, it's a comedy and it's about a shy high schooler struggles to lose his virginity before a local satanic cult could sacrifice him to the devil. That's what the basic synopsis is. Here's the thing. The people that are in the cult are his fucking parents, and they've been trying like, to get him ready to be sacrificed forever. So it's like his 18th birthday, they have to sacrifice him or something before he's a a man. So he has to lose his virginity. And when she finds out that they're going to sacrifice and kill him, he runs away and he's like, I got to fuck something. I can't let these people get me. Yeah. So that's long story short. I enjoyed it. It's also got um, uh, Daryl Sabera in it. And he was Junie in Spy Kids. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, the one I am going to change it to, because we're talking about Mr. Brody, and what made me want to change it to this is because I was thinking... When I was younger, I didn't really care for his acting, but then I realized that it was just the OC I didn't care for. Um, mm-hmm. So I never really gave him a shot. And You
1: might get canceled for that, by the way. Uh, I, he's beloved I, for that. but
0: <laughs> I, was, I was young when that was out, so I'm sorry that I uh, had a different opinion than you people. Yeah, I said you people. <laughs> All right, so anyway, um, this movie where he has a really sm- uh, small part uh, even though last episode I recommended people watch In the Land of Women with Meg Ryan, he is the lead in that, which I failed to say because I didn't know we'd be talking about Kid Detective. However, mm-hmm. this time I'm recommending a movie that I hope you have seen. It's called Sleeping with Other People. Yes. Yes. I have
1: seen it by now. Yes. I
0: dig the fuck out of this movie. Uh, so the main cast <laughs> is Jason Sudeikis and Alison Bree. And Who are
1: fucking great yeah. together, by the way. Uh, especially, so I've already nice recommended this movie, I think. Uh, You recommended it to me specifically. Okay. I don't know if I was on there, though. Okay. That's why you can do both.
0: Right on. If I already You're recommended this, faces. we're going to cut it. And I'm just going to talk about the other one really fast. <laughs> so, these... uh. Two people, Jason Sudeikis and Alison Brie, lose their virginity to each other in college and then they both kind of become sex addicts later on in life and they meet back up. I don't know how to say this without giving any real spoilers, but it is just a... I consider it a super sweet uh, film and I think the acting is is so real and raw that you, that you, you feel it like these are people and you get it. You connect mm-hmm. and then... <laughs> Fucking Adam Brody scene. He just kills where uh, he's dating Allison Brie, and she's got to tell him that she is a a sex addict. Uh, and he refers to a song called "Addicted to Love," but he he's not taking any of this uh, too seriously until she says how many people she slept with while being together yeah. with him, and then he leaves the scene with a little fake cry of. <laughs> You're not addicted to love. You're just a whore. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Good scene. Uh, and the uh, the how do I say his name? Jason Men Menzukas I really like him. You you'd if you mm. watch TV, which I don't, you'd recognize him from Brooklyn Nine Nine.
1: Yeah. He I I'm not gonna lie. Uh, you recommended it, and I was like, okay, I think. Yeah. I think it's gonna be similar to other movies in certain ways, and obviously it does have a certain um, way of telling the story because it is a rom com to a certain point. Mm-hmm. But I I have two things to say about that movie. A, I think it's my favorite Jason Sudeikis performance.
0: Hell yeah, me too. Uh,
1: like I like him in other stuff. He's not because I I know that some people find him annoying. Really? Um. Yeah. Some people finding him annoying and like one notey. Oh, uh, I guess I they haven't so. seen Ted Lasso. Dude, I haven't seen Ted Lasso. I think oh. it's great though. Give it a go. I I watched all <laughs> in yeah. on one sitting. No shit. Yeah, Isabella recommended it to me too. Give her a go. Man, that man. girl keeps popping up. You can uh, download
0: it on the Plex right now, and you probably should.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. So. Favorite Jason Sudeikis performance for sure. And also I like what you brought up before where it's like these characters feel very much like living people. They have the way that they react to certain things makes sense. And they don't feel like cardboard cutouts like some of the other rom-com characters that might appear. Uh, So I think and it's also really funny, which is always something that you should look for in these movies. I think Uh, it's also really funny.
0: Honestly, if, if this movie was put out in like the, the late eighties, early nineties, I feel like a lot more people would know about it, but I feel like the way that Mm -hmm. media is consumed, there's so many ways to get it. There's so much uh, more coming out. So many more options that I think this one just got kind of overlooked. It wasn't a big release per se. So I just like, yeah, I think I if, like, if this was a, a bigger release, like if, if there was mm-hmm. less saturation in the market, people would be talking about this film. This movie would be mm. standing the test of time, I think.
1: I think so, too. Because oh, you bring up a, a really good point where the oversaturation of everything, right? Because it's not just movies. like There's so many shows coming out at the same time they they can't even find an audience. Like there's so many good shows that have come out in the last few years that only have one or two seasons just because people couldn't find out about them. Mm-hmm. It's not that they were bad shows, it's just they weren't making the numbers that other shows made because it was hard for them to put it out there and that is fucking insane to me when you think about how our parents grew up with like five channels. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't even like a 24-hour cycle yet yeah you know it's insane to me um insane insane especially just because we want to get into that space and it's like man is am i gonna get overlooked probably you know it'll happen at least once i think everyone has lived through that (laughs) in the business
0: i'm gonna ask you a really quick question i don't even need you to explain it just say mm-hmm. the name if you can think of it. Mm-hmm. Favorite TV show of all time? Favorite TV
1: show of all time? Fuck. Uh, I've never seen that one. It's, it's great. Oh, The <laughs> thing is, if we're talking TV shows, uh, if we're talking TV shows, I don't count HBO as TV. I think they're on a different tier right on. for a okay. really long time. So I was going to
0: say, if you can't answer it, that's fine because I have no idea how to answer my favorite movie. But I'm not, Hugely into TV, so I do have mm. a favorite show. I, I haven't seen enough to what is your favorite show? Quantum Leap.
1: Oh, I've heard of it. I've heard of oh, it. Oh, he hasn't yeah.
0: seen it right on. Well, the first episode kind of a drag to get through, but the rest are pretty. <laughs> as, it, as, it, as, it, as it progresses, it gets on its feet and it, it gets Larry.
1: <laughs> yeah, here's the thing there's so many shows that I really, really enjoy that are coming to mind. However, if we're talking about favorite in my head it should be something that I really enjoy rewatching as well. Yeah. Um and so there's two I would say. Uh the first one and the one that I would say is like the most important one uh in my life as a TV show would be Castle. Okay, which is not a great show, okay. In hindsight, it's not a great show, but when it was coming out, I was, I think, it was, I was like 14 yeah. or 12, one or the other. And just, I was right in the middle, say 13. To, yeah, I was 13 when it was coming out, and uh, <laughs> I just I had never really followed a quote unquote adult show, like, I'd seen. Avatar The Last Airbender, and I was, like, obsessed with it, obviously, as it was coming out, but this was, like, the first live-action adult show that I was, like, following, and I got to see these characters, you know, evolve, and I think, you know, the two main leads have really good chemistry, and I'm a sucker for Murder Mystery, like, a a really big sucker for Murder Mystery, Uh, and the guy's a writer. And (laughs) it just he's a writer. And the first episode is about how some dude is using his novels as inspiration to murder people, uh, which is a little bit self-aggrandizing. Okay, I'm not going to lie, but uh, I thought it was really cool. And I just kind of like fell in love with it. I hated the last season, but I think that's just kind of like par for the course with everything. Uh, The second one would be House. I love House M.D. so much. You just Uh, like like
0: buildings. Castle, house.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, I think those would be like... Those two TV shows I keep coming back to. Uh, Friends. I keep coming back to all the time. Uh, Although now, as a 23-year-old, not so much. Uh, Just because I find... I find that Ross annoys me sometimes. Mm-hmm. Cause, See, and I don't know if it's like I don't know if it's like perspective of like, dude, that is such a fucking toxic way of behaving, or if it's just that I've seen it all the way through like twenty times. I my
0: uh, my parents loved it, so I saw it all the way through like not nearly as much as you, only like three times. But the last mm-hmm. time I watched it, which was it had to be like a decade ago, I remember enjoying Ross the most and thinking that phoebe and joey were my least favorites just because mm-hmm. of how stupid they make them later on mm-hmm. i'm just like how mm-hmm. do you fucking live how are you alive right now and the yes. chandler i always found annoying mm-hmm. um yeah i don't know so i wasn't a huge fan of that show <laughs> i yeah. didn't really get, I get it of the personally
1: like I know that my love for it comes from the fact that I started watching it when I was younger, mm-hmm. and that I watched it with my sister, and it was kind of something that we bonded over. Um, and now, it, like, it's always been nice. Like, we quoted at each other, and it's kind of like this little, like, it's grown to be its own thing. Yeah, uh, that's why I wouldn't say it's like my favorite show. Um, also, the Last Airbender, because uh, even though it's animation, it's also like fucking <laughs> amazing. I don't know why people don't watch that. Well,
0: thank you for your uh, one title answer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I realize that I've watched a lot of TV in the recent years and that I have stopped watching as much TV. Um, I don't know. I think just TV right now is exhausting to me. Uh, and I think that's why the Disney shows that are coming out are such a breath of fresh air, just because of the weekly thing where it's like, every week 30 to 45 minutes of my time like i don't need to devote a whole fucking semester of my life into watching 15 (laughs) seasons of this show that has been overhyped by so many people you know um yeah i don't know i'm just i'm just tired of tv at this point uh but we're not talking about tv today larry we're talking about we're talking about movies oh shit yeah yeah no we are yeah yes (laughs) yes uh, so let's jump into this week's movie, The Wolf of Sleep. Uh? Oh, oh! I keep wanting to say Sleepy, Sleepy Hollow. hollow my yeah, fucker. Yeah. <laughs> the Wolf uh,
0: of Snow Hollow. A small mountain town, as bodies are discovered after each full moon, losing sleep, raising a teenage daughter, and caring for his ailing father, Officer Marshall struggles to remind himself there's no such thing as werewolves. That uh, synopsis is kind of bullshit. He has no i. He, he does not struggle to realize there's no such thing as
1: werewolves. <laughs> No, he he's like pretty Adam. Yeah. There's just no such thing. He's like fuck all of you guys. Who wrote that <laughs> synopsis? <laughs> I think I like this one better. Uh, okay. See how it, I think it fits better. It says a stressed out. Hey, hey, hey change your voice. Sir. What are you doing? I can't change my voice. <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> uh, here, how about this? I'll send it to you. <laughs> unnecessary but okay
0: the wolf of snow hollow a stressed-out police officer struggles to give into the paranoia that grips the small mountain town as bodies turn up after each full moon
1: I dig it I dig it that's
0: called reading uh, Sun.
1: <laughs> I will say this first off like just right out of the bat I think the poster for this movie is so fucking dope are
0: you looking at the one like the the red and then like the wolf Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah.
1: Is there another one? There's a few. That makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's usually how that goes. Yeah. (laughs) Five minute non-spoiler review. Go for it.
0: All right, so my non-spoiler review is that the first time I watched this, I went in knowing nothing, as I assume uh, you did. Mm. And what I felt was that uh, the main actor, Jim Cummings, who also wrote and directed it, I thought his acting was a little weird and way too over the top. But Mm -hmm. then, near the end, I was totally in. I was like, Mm -hmm. when did this happen? When did this shift happen? And I was looking for the shift in this viewing for this, and I think I found it, but who knows? uh, Robert Forster plays his father. It's his last film before he passed away. And I think Insane. everybody does a, a nice job, uh, except Jimmy Tataro, if that's how you say his name. The, the the like the very first actor you see, the boyfriend at the beginning. Twilight guy. Is he in Twilight? Right on. Good for him. Yeah. He's got he's got some money somewhere <laughs> then. Um, he's one of uh, he's one of the sibling things. Of yeah, sibling Edward. thing. It makes sense though because I was gonna say. His acting doesn't do it for me in pretty much anything I've seen him in. <laughs> uh-uh. And this this uh, does not uh, let me down in that regard, I guess. I still don't care for it. Uh, but overall, it was a fun little movie. I had no idea what it was going to be. I thought it was it might be like a little pretentious thing that I wasn't going to enjoy. And then it wasn't mm-hmm. that. I really enjoyed the humor in this. There was, it was more of it than I expected, but it wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily bad. I wouldn't call this a comedy. Um... So, Mm-mm. all in all, it was a fun fucking watch the first time I saw it, And that's why I recommended it. yeah that, that review didn't tell you shit.
1: <laughs> I'm only about the spoilers, baby. i i think I think the movie is definitely out there because of the definite out of the top way of acting that Jim Cummings has. Uh, because he's also the only one who does it.
0: Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> like as the director, else, how do you get everybody else so <laughs> like not to do it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly, because like it, he directed it, and so this it's a choice, right? Like like we were talking about, um, two weeks ago with identity. All of these things are planned. You know, And in this case, you can feel that it was a choice for him to act that way. And I think it has a little bit to do with the psychology of his character, but that's Mm -hmm. for the spoiler review. Uh, (laughs) In terms of the non-spoiler review, I thought it was fun. Uh, I thought it was different. I don't know if I liked it more than Thunder Road. I think Thunder Road captured something really, really specific. But I also don't think this is like a sophomore slump. Like a lot of artists have, I think this is a solid continuation of his style. And I think it is also trying to say something important and he found a way to do it. And personally, I would recommend it if you enjoy movies that don't take themselves too seriously while still being like serious about the film. I don't know if that makes sense, but (sighs) That's what I'm going with. So we're moving on uh, to the spoiler review, basically because even though it's a pretty straightforward movie, there's yeah. I think there's plenty to unpack. Um, So let's jump into it. I think what's really cool to me was that he's not an act like the, Damn! Why do I always skip to the ending of these things? You know what? We're not doing it this way. Uh, you, you, if you were excited to know what I really enjoyed about the movie, you're gonna have to stick around. Uh, walk us through it, Larry. What? How? How? how hey, actually, I want to know how you came uh, to find out about this movie because you told me you wanted to recommend it because you didn't think a lot of people were talking about it. Yeah, and then you so said a lot of it people were on on your yeah, like when your I, your when circles. It came out, yeah, when it came out, I saw a lot of people posting about it. Um, so I'm excited. I had to. I, I, I'm interested to know how you found about it.
0: Honestly, it was just on the Plex. I was I for you. You know, you confuse it with Sleepy Hollow. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. Snow Hollow, right on Wolf. Okay, it sounds like it could be uh, like the, either there's a rabid wolf uh, fucking up a town, and like I. I'll give it a go sometime, but honestly, I didn't even choose to watch it when I first watched it. My friend Chelsea Mm. watched it. I don't know why she chose it, and normally, she will pick the most pretentious things ever, and she will only watch horror. If it's anything else, you have to twist her fucking arm. Uh, So, uh, track record-wise, if she picks it, it's, sorry, Chelsea, I love you, Uh, it's going to be a slog, like, you're just going to be there... Is anything going to happen yet? Is this frightening to somebody? Oh, boy. And that It's over. Wow. Good, good <laughs> for that movie. And I won't name them because there's a few that she really enjoys that I hate that I've got a nice cult following. I will actually say one so you guys can come at me. I'll give you something to hate because people love to hate. I don't care for It Follows at all. Fuck It Follows. I'll say fuck? it right now. Yeah, there we go. I actually rewatched it. <laughs> Um, About five months ago And I was just ripping yeah. it apart I still hate that movie If you want to do a commentary track with it You can defend it and I will fight against it If you want to do that I don't know if you guys have done a commentary track Well I will right up straight now Do a bonus episode of a commentary track For It Follows Where I shit on it And you try to save that fucking film But anyway Here's the
1: thing about It Follows Just really quickly I haven't seen it in a while. I saw it when it came out. And I thought it was, you know, it is a little bit on the nose. Like, if you see that movie and you don't immediately think STDs, you're not watching that movie properly. (laughs) That movie's about STDs. Second of all, um, I remember being kind of ingenious but here's the thing right i think you should look at it within the context of when it came out and we were getting a lot of really shit horror movies i I would beg for that it got better (laughs) 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 i don't know i feel like in terms of actually to an extent you're right horror did just it it's getting a second breath of uh second breath of life is that what you call it
0: sure well, I think everybody Somewhere. knows what you said. I don't think you can get that lost in translation. I think your meaning <laughs> is known in what you just said. I think you're fine. I don't think you need any like, proper terminology.
1: Oh, oh, oh. It's getting a second wind. I think, or not second. It's been a long time coming. And the genre has been around for a while. But, a renaissance? Yeah, like a renaissance. But I do feel that people working in horror right now that are actually doing like interesting stuff are either James Wan-E. like e, uh, or actually James Wan, or they're on the other side of the spectrum Wonder where Wong. Like, Robert Eggers is and um, Ari Aster is, where it's like, it's a definitely a little bit more of a pretentious kind of horror. Here's the thing. I fucking dig it. You already, you <laughs> already really spoke like
0: about uh, Hereditary Midsummer. Hereditary? I dug. I dug it because I thought that would work. Like, you take it the horror aspects, that still works as a fucking drama. Uh, Midsommar. Man. However, I thought was a oh, fucking just a piece of fucking pretentious shit where nothing mattered. You could have easily cut a fucking hour and a half out of that film. Easily. God,
1: I love that movie so much.
0: Though. Good for you. <laughs> I'm, really I'm glad it's got its I audience. Really I'm,
1: I'm not it. Yeah. I'm guessing so Chelsea showed you Midsommar. We saw it in theaters. Yeah. Yeah. Does so she like
0: it? Oh, she loved it. Here's the thing: yeah. her boyfriend at the time was <laughs> Swedish, and so there's there's. I will. I do enjoy the attention to detail in that movie, uh, because mm-hmm. I don't. I don't remember Elgott saying this when you guys were doing your um, podcast, because I did watch it, and I was waiting for him to bring it up, but he never did. There's the part near the end where the what's the main mm-hmm. character's name? The lady,
1: Florence Pugh.
0: Yeah, that's the character name. Uh, <laughs> she, uh, she's high, and they're dancing around. Danny. Danny, okay. They're high as shit, and they're dancing around the thing. And then mm-hmm. they're so high that they actually start talking to each other, and they can communicate and understand each other. So you think she's speaking mm-hmm. Swedish? Mm-hmm. Neither of them are. They're speaking gibberish to each other. And that's why the subtitles are up there. Because when we saw with the Swedish guy, he was like, they're not speaking anything. Okay, I like that detail. If you weren't here, I wouldn't have known that. I would have assumed she's speaking Swedish. Mm. So, the Wolf of Snow Hollow. (laughs) (laughs) We're back. Yeah. (laughs) Can you see how I segued? There was no way Mm. that was harsh. (laughs) Not
1: jarring at all. Not jarring at all.
0: So, character-wise, we have... Jim Cummings playing John Marshall.
1: Wait, 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 wait. You didn't finish the story. So there was a story? chose it. Oh, my God, yeah.
0: yeah. She just chose it. it. I was prepared like... for something pretentious, and then it was something that I enjoyed and thought quite fun. Boom, story done. <laughs> did she like it? Did she like it? I think she did enjoy it, too. I think she okay. felt the same as me and the same as you about Jim Cummings acting. But uh, like when mm. the movie's on, we don't really discuss it. We wait till Good. like right after. As soon as the credits hit, that's when we talk. So, that's cool. Mm. Whereas there's there's some people, when you're trying to watch a movie, man, they're like, tell some you during people, it? Man. I'm like, maybe if it's not my first viewing, sure. If it's not your first viewing either, then we can talk about it. But
1: Sure. Me and Alga hate that. Me and Naga yeah. both fucking hate that.
0: You, you guys would love watching movies with me.
1: <laughs> well, it, it, that's the whole reason why we started the podcast is because... I think second week we were in film school, we went to see Blade Runner 2049 yeah. together yeah. and enjoyed the living shit out of the experience just because we were both like, oh my God, you don't talk through the movie. How does this... Okay. And so it just kind of became a thing of us going to the theater um, and just enjoying peace and quiet uh, like you're supposed to. Yeah. Fucking animals. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Go ahead. <laughs> okay, so I can um, talk about the characters now. Um, <laughs> so Jim Cummings plays John Marshall, who is a police officer. I don't really know his ranking. I don't remember, even though I just watched it, but I'm also really tired as fuck. Um, so are you looking up his ranking right now? looks like you're looking up his ranking. I don't think they ever tell you. Uh, well, all we know is that he's the sheriff's son.
1: Yeah. And that's, like, that's his ranking. Yeah. Like, him being the sheriff's son is, like, that's just his position. I mean, position. he's probably
0: got, like, a really high one, but... <laughs> 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 um. So, his character is divorced. He's got a teenage daughter, and he's an alcoholic. Did I miss anything? No.
1: Oh, well, gee... he's a recovering alcoholic for the first like third of the movie. And then he's just like straight up drunk.
0: Yeah. Okay. Fair, 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 fair. And, uh, he's also very, very tightly wound. (laughs) at Every turn. (laughs) doesn't matter what happens. Somebody shit in this guy's cereal. Okay. Um, for sure. Then you get his dad who is getting there in age. Obviously the actor did die, uh, because, I actually don't know what killed Robert Forster. I'm I'm hoping it was because he died of awesomeness, like just being too awesome. I hope Hopefully. that's what it was. He died at the age of 78. Um. And his character has a heart murmur, and he mm-hmm. doesn't. Uh, John doesn't want his dad out on the job. He's like, just stay inside. We can handle this. We got it covered. You stay in and you relax. All that stuff. And then the other main cop that we get is played by ricky lindholm and she's mm-hmm. detective julia robson and i thought she did a wonderful job with what she I was loved given her in this. yeah and i i don't think i've seen her in much let me click on her on her stuff right here let me see if I there's remember, anything i've seen her okay. i remember
1: her from knives out
0: you would yeah <laughs> you, you've seen that a few times okay so i've seen knives I, out yeah. last house on the left my best friend's girl. So I barely have seen her thing. She just she's a chameleon to me. She just goes under the radar, I guess. Yeah. Right on. Good for her. Um <laughs> oh, yeah, I thought she did really well. So plot-wise, it begins with this okay, I know it was a, like a little cheesy part at the beginning, which I get works out and I'm going to say a word, but I just want mm-hmm. you to know that I'm quoting the film. Um but it also kind of brings in the in the humor at this point cuz the humor I would say is pretty dry which I'm i Very cool dry. Yeah.
1: Very dry. Like I can see people watching this and mean like oh, what the why are people laughing at this? <laughs> yeah. Um cuz I know a couple of people who just don't get dry humor it just goes over their head yeah. 100%. Which is um, too bad. Yeah. It's um,
0: sad <laughs> So Jimmy t- Tataro? I don't I think I'm saying his name wrong. It's probably Tatro. I don't know.
1: Tatro? Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh yeah. his character and his girlfriend go to this little cabin. Um but before so they go out for lunch or dinner or something and uh these two people that live in Snow Hollow go walking around and uh he hears one of the people call somebody offhand a faggot. And mm-hmm. he makes a point to be like, I will be a very good millennial. I will say, uh, "Sir, we are eating. Can you keep your mouth shut?" Even though, <laughs> what he is doing is causing more of a scene, because these people were leaving; they would have just yeah. been gone. It didn't matter. You you could really you could have had that look of disgust, but this person wouldn't have been in your life, and so. He's eating with his girlfriend, whatever. It causes this little scene. And there's the little part where he does the best acting of his career. It's that word. It's just that one word. I hate that one word, man.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to lie. He, starting the movie with him, to me, is a very interesting choice. Simply because, especially the dynamic that he has with the girl that he's with. Yeah. It it reminded me a lot of, like, 1980s slasher films. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like no disrespect to jamie lee curtis okay she's a fucking icon now Mm -hmm. but have you seen halloween recently like the first one (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. she's not that great in it uh like a lot of people that are in slasher films um so i don't know i feel like because they're not great You get that feeling of like, okay, so this is like a cheesy, like a slasher flick, like I shouldn't take this seriously, and I don't know how I feel about that, because the rest of the movie is not that at all. Mm -hmm. Like, it really isn't.
0: So, later on, after they're done eating, we go to them in a hot tub, you know, maybe gonna get hot and wild and whatever. Then he goes in the house to have a shower after the hot tub, I guess he hates the smell of chlorine. So... While, while he's out, uh, she's like he's in the shower. She is trying to turn off the hot tub with this uh, the handle thing, but it's right next to another water handle thing. So she turns the wrong one, makes him cold. He goes, ah, in the shower. It's all good. While this happens, she hears something and looks up and pauses. She freezes. Next thing we know, this I really like when he hears her. So he comes running outside and he immediately Mm. slips on all the blood. That was I like that was a good fall. That was tight. Um, And then later, very next scene, cops are investigating, but they hear it's a small town. Snow Hollow is a small town. Everybody's already started rumors like, oh, it's some disease. Oh, it's a maniac. Oh, just a bunch of things. But we discover what had happened was, yeah, she was murdered, and the killer (coughs) took her vagina, stole Mm -hmm. the woman's vagina, cut it right out, took it with her. And Jim Cummings is piecing together that maybe he keeps them as trophies or maybe he likes to eat them. Not necessarily just vaginas, even though I love eating vagina, so I get behind (laughs) it.
1: But Apparently, Batman doesn't do that, so, you know.
0: I know we're off topic <laughs> again. I've said this before. I'm going to say it again. Batman obviously loves eating pussy. Look at the cowl. Cut out around the mouth. And he's got handlebars here. She can go exactly where she wants him to. Okay? <laughs> Batman loves eating pussy. Um, so yeah, man. Did you at any point, spoilers guys, there's no werewolf. Mm-hmm. Uh, Did you at any point think there may have been a werewolf? Yeah. Right on. Cool.
1: Yeah just because of the tone of the film. And that's something that we can definitely talk about right now. It's like the tone of the film is very specific to the film. It reminds me a little bit of Fargo. Okay. Um, Just because of that, just because of the tone that it handles and the way that it balances it back and forth where it's like, there's some very dramatic moments Uh, and there's some very funny moments and then there's a little bit of horror like a tiny bit of it where it's like it's trying to be a horror as well um and for me because of the way that it was structured and the way that it was you know the way that the cops talk about the the corpse is having like bite marks and shit. I was like, okay, so this is the type of movie that is trying to be grounded in reality, and then something supernatural happens, and it throws everyone kind of like for a loop. Um, so yeah, I thought I thought there would be like a, a real werewolf at some point for sure. And to
0: be fair, they do show a werewolf, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and that costume is really fucking awesome. Yeah, like, that is a goddamn costume. If they spent all the uh the money on the costume, I would not be surprised. it's a tight fucking costume.
1: it's really, really good, and it like and what I really enjoyed is how everything makes sense, yeah um like a taxidermist would make a a costume that awesome just because that's <laughs> like their profession, <laughs> yeah, definitely uh, I also like the prosthetic work of like that chick's arm when she gets like when she's fighting the thing okay, yeah yeah, her- yeah. Yeah, that I thought that was dope.
0: (laughs) Uh, They kill man. I literally just watched it yesterday, and I must be so tired. I don't remember. It it kills the baby, right, or does it not kill the baby?
1: Dude, it kills the fucking baby. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, I thought it killed the baby. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I here's what I think the movie does really well is that it doesn't. It gives the audience credit. Like it doesn't think of us as dumb yeah for sure we don't there's no like one month later tagline after every fucking murder we assume that it is a month later and the movie allows you to assume that it's a month later because of the full moon thing right they've Mm -hmm. they repeat it a couple times where it's like the murders are happening and that's like i feel like if you don't catch that the way that the town reacts towards the police force might be a little bit weird to you like wait why are they so mad it's been two days Mm -hmm. no (laughs) it's been months and honestly after like the pandemic and how many people and how much people got scared I can understand you know like in a little town where you always lived under this idea of safety you can feel like really, really stressed and fucking frustrated at the fact that you don't feel safe anymore because there's someone out there murdering women.
0: I will say um, there's, there's a part with the full moon where Jim Cummings' mm-hmm. character, John Marshall, rationalizes why it happens during full moons, and it's just a, like a past, like if you don't pay attention, you miss it, and it makes a hell of mm-hmm. a lot of sense. He's like, yeah, the reason he kills during full moons is because it's so fucking bright.
1: He can see things. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, and it's like that—that that is attention to detail. And that James that does part. make
0: sense because given this, the town's all snowy, it would reflect mm-hmm. off the snow easily. You could
1: see so much yeah. better. Yeah, yeah. For sure. And, you know, it also has like the, the it's a two-sided, Two edged sword because since it is brighter, he's also seen more. And I think that's why you're in this thing where it's like, okay, so if if it is brighter, then they can see. So it is a werewolf, right? Because everyone starts saying it's a fucking werewolf. Um and Jim is just like, man, fuck every one of you, like, you don't know shit. <laughs> and I I honestly do really like the progression of his character into this Yeah, for sure, like, mess of a drunk because he gets fucked uh and you see him like at a re- like at his lowest point he's like drinking yeah. mouthwash and shit
0: and he goes to AA drunk as shit too and they gotta kick him out <laughs> I really like what is the uh fucking I'm trying to remember the guy's name who he who he ends up like just hating despising he's like yeah. uh but at the end when he's cleaned up and he goes back to AA he's saying sorry for all these things and stuff and he's like I had some uh hateful thoughts about Ray and his family.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then they but proceed. He, cause, they, they, and Cause he's the type of dude, like Ray's the type of dude that he like Jim's character is doing this fucking, you know, speech. He's apologizing and he can't yeah. bring himself to say that, you know, it was a murderer and not a suspect, but he, cause he feels that the guy is still out there and he's right. Um, yeah. Of course. Good police, But he keeps saying suspect and suspect and suspect. He's like, murder. 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 He's like, Ray, I swear to God, man, I'm going through a lot of stuff.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm processing a lot right now. (laughs) I'm trying my best.
1: (laughs) And I will say, like, the thing about his character is that he's oddly relatable in the sense that he says things that we would like to say. Yes, for sure. But because we're not, you know, shit-faced. We usually stop ourselves before saying that to people. But for example, when he goes in and saves his daughter from being mauled by the wolf, for, See, by the werewolf,
0: I was gonna, I was gonna totally talk about one part of that scene. So, his daughter, <clears throat> kind of, she resents her father because she feels like her father neglects her and doesn't care about her. So she, kind of, just. I don't say she wants to do bad things or whatever to be noticed or anything but she's just I think she's at a point where she's like well he doesn't care so it doesn't matter what mm-hmm. I do. So she tries to hook up with this boy in the in his vehicle and the wolf actually attacks that vehicle. And when that wolf attacks that vehicle that's a tight shot of the wolf like running up and ramming, ramming the vehicle into, and I was yeah. like "That was that was tight. That's a real and tight that, shot.
1: That's where I thought okay it is a it, it's a yeah. wolf. You know, because when they show it to us before with the whole deer thing and the baby, I was like mm, I'm still on the fence. It could be mm-hmm. something else. It could be something else. But that when you see it ram up against that thing and then yeah, it yeah. like scratches on the window, I was like, Yep, no, yep, that creature. Um <laughs> But I love when uh Jim Cummings character Is it John? Yep. You keep John. calling him John. Okay. John comes in and she like his daughter falls out of the truck yeah and he's like what the fuck are you doing here and she goes you're not even going to ask if i'm okay and he goes no
0: <laughs> no i'm not going to ask you're- if you're okay i'm at work right now i should i don't have to i shouldn't have to be worrying about you're supposed to be home you're breaking
1: curfew <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, dude, honestly, I feel some parents actually would like to say that. It was like, no, dude, like, you are not, like, you fucked up. You broke the rules. You got hurt breaking the rules. That's on you. 100%. Uh, But I also love the way that she just, like, gets up and she's like, I'm bleeding from the skull. Take me to the fucking hospital. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And he was so close to getting the, the, the werewolf, too. Like, he was right on its ass, but... He was just drunk as shit.
1: Right? Because, like, I was watching the movie with my brother and he's like shooting at the thing. And my brother goes, Man, he's a really shitty shot. Like, he really can't hit anything. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's fucked out of his mind. (laughs) Uh, And then we do get the revelation that he's drunk as hell a couple of scenes later. Yeah.
0: How how did your brother enjoy it? Because I didn't know you watched it with your brother. I watched it alone this time.
1: I I usually try and watch all the podcast films with him. Um, I haven't talked to him about it. Right he on. had, cool. yeah, he had uh, he had class right after we watched it, so we haven't spoken about it. But I'm sure, I think he enjoyed it. Uh, he really liked Kid Detective, so I think this might have been up his alley as well.
0: Cool, 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 cool. cool. There is a, a portion of the film. Now we're just everywhere. There's a portion yeah. of the film where we meet an actress and the the camera is on her the entire time basically framed like us where she's at a diner and mm-hmm. this guy is talking to her and asking her a bunch of questions and making her uncomfortable and we don't so ever see this person but we just hear them talking and you can tell like it's such it's good such good acting so so real mm-hmm. where she's just mm-hmm. there she's first just like friendly you know yeah it is what it is and then you slowly see Her being uncomfortable and uncomfortable. And uh, then she goes and tries to report that maybe this could be your killer. And she's 100% right. But for some reason Mm -hmm. or another, they don't believe her. They don't look into it. And, uh, yeah, no, they could have had that motherfucker right there and then.
1: I really like how the first of all what you're saying the framing of it makes us uncomfortable as well because we don't see this dude it's just like a disembodied voice um and in similar terms of like the the like editing and the filmmaking choices i really really like how the murder scenes are intercut with the aftermath of the murder scenes Mm -hmm. and how they're like because we're in his head and he, like you said, is so tightly woven. These montages are also very tightly woven and you can feel like the fucking stress level going up. And you're just like in it with him and you're like, fuck, man, I would be stressed out of my mind, too.
0: I tell you, one of my gripes uh, with the movie, maybe my only gripe, really, mm-hmm. um, is during one of the montages. I think the sound mixing on the film was a little weird. Like It is you could hear all the music for sure and then the dialogue there was like way in the back and i was like okay okay that's weird but mm-hmm. so I, I would have i would have worked a little bit more on the sound mixing for the montages but other than the montages you can hear everything just fine
1: yeah i feel it, it's not a perfect movie no hell no i don't hell think no. it is um
0: there's Granted, though, There's not ton. a lot of plot holes, but what we, we mean that we don't mean that as like, Oh my God, you can like, if it was a ship, it would sink. There's plot holes galore. There's not, it mm. wouldn't totally float. It's mm. just, I understand what you're saying, but I don't know how to describe it.
1: For me, it's like, it was, a, it, it's the type of movie that for, I feel it's very enjoyable. And then it's over and you're like, yeah, okay. I watched that. Yeah. 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 It, it was, fair. yeah. Um, I do want to talk about a little bit of ultimately what the movie's about. Um, because I do like I said, I do enjoy some of the things that Jim Cummings does as a filmmaker. One of them is something that you already spoke about, and it's kind of like these off-handed comments that John makes, like the full moon thing. Yeah. <clears throat> the other one, it's a two Parter, per se. okay, But it, I feel like it kind of sums up the whole movie and what it's trying to do. And I think it's brilliant when they managed to do that, where it's like you capture the essence of it in one sentence or one interaction. The first time it happens is when John describes why werewolves are a thing in, in our culture and how they came to be, mm. uh, which I don't know if it's fact. We should have probably looked it up. <laughs> but I think it's a really cool... Way of setting up your theme, right? Because this movie is about the fact that men are shit. That's that. <laughs> like, it's about the fact that, you know, if what he says is true, let's, I'm just gonna stick within the, co- like, the, the confines of the movie. According to him, when he's, like, reading up on werewolves, because at some point he's like, man, I'm gonna have to fucking look into werewolves, I guess. <laughs> <clears throat> he says he finds that. In medieval times, they would find women's bodies butchered and, like, all messed up and murdered. And the town people would be like, okay, no human, no man is um capable of this type of damage. So they started creating stories about this creature and a werewolf and all this. But eventually, they would find out that it was a man who murdered that woman or the women um so I really like that interaction that he has with Ricky's character Julia and then the last thing that the last line of the movie is when he's leaving his co- uh, his daughter's college dorm and he hears a couple of dudes pass walk past by him and he they're talking about the gymnastics team which his daughter is a part of. Mm-hmm. And the second guy goes, yeah, they're total babes. And then the first guy goes, nice, fresh meat. Yep. And you see John like stop dead on his tracks and he's like, you know what he's thinking about. And yeah, yeah, I think that's brilliant. Right.
0: That is good. I think it was well written. Like, like I said, no plot holes. Um, I'll say, The part where Jim Cummings goes way too over the top. I mean, there's maybe two, maybe three little parts. Like, they're just little outbursts. But uh, Mm -hmm. the one that stands out to me is when he's looking up the the werewolf stuff in the library. And he (laughs) falls asleep. And then the guy that runs the library wakes him up. That is the most overacting I've ever seen. But it did work for a laugh for me.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It made me. It it really delivers that lab where he's like, "Look, man, just it's fine. It's fine. Just you know, in the future, if this had been someone from my unit, you would have been yeah. shot. You know, that would have been the end of Ray. So and can you imagine
0: uh, that that got away with it in 2020 <laughs> when the cops were just killing everybody? No, <laughs> I'm saying,
1: uh, yeah. Um, for me. The, the overacting that doesn't work however okay. like on the other hand and that i feel like i understand that it's within the character and it, it makes sense that it's a thing but for me it kind of broke the moment a little bit was him dealing with his father's death
0: you mean like immediately when he finds out or no uh
1: no no, no. okay because I, mean like I was gonna say i really I mean like, like when he
0: immediately finds out
1: Oh, yeah. No, that's really good. And the way that it pans to the empty bed, love it. Because it, it lets us know that he hadn't registered it. Like, he came in pepper sprayed and yeah. drunk. Yeah. And, you know, in other things that he didn't notice. <laughs> so I think that was great.
0: I'll say, uh, I, I will no. totally let you finish that thought. I just want to say, because we're all over the place, that I think the yeah. part where I enjoy his acting, where i like, okay, now I'm in with the character, is literally mm. when he's breaking down and getting drunk. From then on, I'm in with it. Continue, though. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I love the I love him for the most part. The only part that I was like I don't know if I can like if I'm on board, I don't know if I'm buying this the way that you want me to. Yeah. is twofold. But mostly just when his daughter finds him. And I think oh, Okay. I think, okay. think. And I don't I don't want to say it in a mean way cuz I don't mean it to be an asshole about it, but I think the reason why I don't buy it is because it's her who I don't really buy.
0: Oh, okay. I thought, uh, right on, right on. Okay, okay.
1: Like, because they're they're having a conversation, and so the editor cuts between them, and I don't, like, I don't get anything from her. And I feel like it brings that whole interaction down for me.
0: See, I, I'm going to disagree on that one Mm. i felt like she was Mm. uh given a little performance there where um you know it's her father she she, he should be taking care of her and at this moment she's gonna take Mm. care of him because he's a fucking mess and yeah i think i got the sense of worry like oh how how is this going why is he going through this what's he doing to himself there's literally the line of from him That uh, she's trying to tell him what he
1: goes. I don't need any parenting. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's fair. Like, it just, for me, that that interaction didn't work as probably was intended. The one that did, though, and that I enjoy is when he's, like, back at the precinct. And the older woman cop, which... I'm so Oh, Carol. I think her name's Carol. Um we'll call her Carol. Right on. She, or Carla. Uh, no. I don't know. I'm going to call her <laughs> Carol. Uh she she gives me that energy. She was really nice. Um <laughs> she like comes in and she's like uh hey how are you? You're like parked in the middle of the road. Right. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And he's just like broken down on the floor and he's like, uh, the keys are over there. It's not like you're going to let me move it. And she goes, yeah, you bet I won't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think, I think overall it's a really well-written script. Yeah. It's pretty solid. I just think there's, Bits and pieces throughout the execution that just take a little bit out of it for me. Um, but it's also like an indie film and it's really well put together as far as indie films go. I have a question for you. The first time that you saw it, did you pinpoint who Paul was the first time? No. I had no fucking clue. Interesting. That's what I did, did you? That's what I keep seeing. Yeah. Yeah, okay cool cool yeah so like he's he's sitting down at the kitchen and they're talking and then I turned to my brother and I was like is that the guy who like owns the properties and my brother goes yeah I think it is and then because I did notice says, at the beginning
0: knowing who the killer is um that the the uh the place that they're staying at has all the taxidermy uh like animals at the very beginning oh, did, the little cabin I yeah.
1: didn't even notice that for me oh, it was more like, there you go there you go for me, it honestly was the moment where he goes, oh, I don't have a wife. And I was like, he literally talks about his wife like three fucking... Like, that's the only thing he talks about. No shit, and yeah. Even on both, yeah. both viewings, it didn't, didn't pick up. That's fucked. You
0: picked yeah. it up on first. Good for him. I'm tired. <laughs> My excuse? <laughs> no. Now, now I'll never not notice it. That's cool.
1: I, but I think it's a really cool way of putting in your murder it's a little bit cheap it's a little bit cheap because most people had the thing like you where it's like well, who the fuck is this guy because he shaves him mm-hmm. there is there, the other times that you see the guy he's like he has a bit of a scruff um and he's wearing a hat so it, when he shaves and he's like with no cap on he looks like a different person yeah um So it's a little bit cheap because we all know that murder mysteries for them to work. You have had to seen the killer before in some way or another. Uh, So this was like an interesting way of like pulling the rug out from under us. I thought it was interesting. Honestly, Um, though, I think my
0: favorite, uh, maybe not favorite scene, but my favorite piece of acting where I feel like everybody was just on board. Nobody was over the top was literally the scene where it's revealed that it is Paul mm-hmm. doing the killings when when John just leaves and he turns back around and knocks on the door. <sighs> yeah, so something you said kind of threw me in there. Um, can I have you stand up to your full height for me? Dude, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then when he stands up to his full height, when I saw it with Chelsea the first time, she said that part actually creeped her out. She felt something in her. So yeah. I never did, but I, I liked the reveal cause that boy I think it's a, is a goddamn tower, but then he goes into animal mode and he does not go out when he, it's like when he stands up, he turns into a beast.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think, I thought it was a really cool reveal because I didn't think that's what he was going to ask. Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to ask about his wife. I thought he was going to ask about like, you know, what do you know about my daughter? Why do you ask about my daughter or whatever? Yeah. Um, so when he's like, can you stand up to your full height for me? I was like, oh shit, he's right. Like, he answers the door, crouched down. Yeah. And then he's like, come in. But he rushes into the kitchen and like sits. Yep. It's good. It's good filmmaking, man. I thought it was, I thought it's fun. Also, the way that they like shoot him in the face but don't blow up his head, I thought it was gratuitous <laughs> and awesome as fuck. I honestly <laughs> thought John was going to die. <laughs> me too. Me too, me too.
0: I will bring up one little thing that I do like about the, the dry humor. Um, mm. <clears throat> earlier in the film when like the killings keep happening and they don't know mm. who it is yeah, and he's talking to his daughter. He's like, so you remember that present I got you a few years ago? She's like, yeah, the pepper spray? That's a real weird gift to uh, give somebody. Yeah, I don't think you're going to need it but I just need you to promise me that you're going to have it on you all times and you're not going to let go of it.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I think, I think if you enjoyed this, I think you might enjoy Thunder Road. Uh, I haven't seen Thunder Road, so I'll have to give it a go. Yeah, I think you might. Um, So just to wrap up the conversation, is there anything else that that you'd like to touch on?
0: No, fun movie. I enjoy the humor. Acting, you need to become accustomed to for the main guy. Mm. But uh, everybody else I'm on board with. And uh, honestly, I do think it has some rewatchability because I didn't say this. Uh, Chelsea and I just watched it last month, and I recommended it, and I watched it again, no problem. Mhm.
1: That's good. That's definitely a good sign for sure. Um, wrapping up thoughts. I think the movie's really well done. I think there's parts of the tone that are a little bit jarring but i think if you're on board with it and if you're on board with the acting you can thoroughly enjoy it Uh, i think it's trying to say something really important about you know masculinity and the toxicity of it and i think it's a really interesting way of approaching it um and i enjoy that i always like that and I think Ricky Lynn home takes it home. <laughs> uh, I think she's awesome. I think she's a really, really cool character. Yeah, and in, we we didn't even really talk she,
0: about her, but that's because yeah. I don't want to spoil that awesomeness for you. No, she's really good, really good.
1: <laughs> I think she's really good. She's kind of like a subtle. She's definitely the most, uh, sp- like she's the smartest person in the police force. Uh, realistically, she's the one that figures it out. Yeah, yeah, like she she does the figure it actual out. Actual killer is yeah. yeah. Like she figures it out, um, and she really kind of pulls John back together slowly, and obviously he needs to want to be better, but she's there and she helps, and I think it's really cool. I mean that, that that's arguable
0: because at the end he does take a little bit of something in his coffee. <laughs>
1: Yes, but you know, <laughs> I feel like that's why he's also not a cop anymore. Because that's that's a feeling I got. I don't think he's a cop anymore. See, I got so? the feeling
0: he still was. I got a feeling he was a sheriff now.
1: No, she's the sheriff.
0: <gasps> yeah, you're so right, man. I need yeah. to do more than four hours of sleep. We're good. I think
1: you need to sleep, later. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, as soon as we're done,
1: dude, I'm gonna up, I'm gonna so, send this to you, and I'm oh, I'm out. <laughs> in. Uh, in favor of that so that you can go to bed Uh, how about you give us your rating for uh, the Wolf of Snow Hollow
0: I give it I give it like a 3.7 but like a good 3.7 not like a mediocre 3.7 like I know it's the lowest score I've ever given anything that I've recommended but it's a 3.7 an admirable an admirable 3.7 what a weird mm-hmm. sounding word. Admirable. Yeah, I, for Admirable.
1: me, I, I'm i going to go. I'm going to be right there with you. Uh, for me, it's like a high, like a very high 3.5. Where it's like, if if you had to ask me to round it up or down, I'd probably round it up. Yeah. um, For sure.
0: For I sure. Think, for
1: sure. I think it's a little fun movie. I think I would rewatch it if, at some point, And I think it's a solid, second feature for sure i'm excited to see more of what he brings um because i think his third movie is about uh like hollywood studio system producers it's called the beta Uh, test yeah and i'm always down for that type of shit i hope that your cup of coffee is over larry because my cup of coffee is over um if you're new here that's just the way that we sign off Today, we're not actually drinking coffee, but uh, we're keeping the magic alive. Uh, actually, we, we, <clears throat> we did a thing.
0: He's probably going to cut it out. We actually chugged our coffees. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he's going to keep it in, but we, we did a little thing.
1: Um, if you made it this far into the episode, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed your time and your fika with us. Uh, Even though Algod might not be here, he got a job, he's in the mountains, fuck him, we don't need him um, you say that every time? I know.
0: <laughs> Does he know you're going to say that at one point? Or is he just going to be like, dude, it's the third time. What do you mean? Fuck me. <laughs> I, it's,
1: it's just a test. I want to see if he's following. Okay. Um, oh, okay.
0: Okay. Wait, you're going to find out. He, he hears it on the first one. He's like, that really hurt. And then you're like, oh, oh, don't listen to the oh. next two.
1: <laughs> I might need to cut out some stuff. Um <laughs> Yeah, thank you for joining us. We are uh on every single podcasting platform including the one that you're currently listening on. I know, mind-blowing. However, <laughs> we also have a YouTube version if you care to also watch our stupid faces with um you know and you can give a face to the voice that uh, has been soothing you for I wouldn't hour.
0: recommend it on this episode so if you if you go back on this one like I look tired as fuck I mean he's he looked tired at the beginning he's kind of he's kind of waking up now it's part of his schedule now his routine I'm dead like if you can see I don't know how good the camera is right
1: now but these eyes oh my god alrighty so that wraps up Larry's third guest spot here well not third it's like your sixth one but I mean like your third of this yeah stint so that we're creating. I was a on. guest
0: now technically I'm co-host but I'm letting you do all the work
1: yes yeah
0: <laughs>
1: well thank you for joining us thank you for the movie Larry it's always nice having you on here I'll <gasps> that even though I you know I'm having fun with Larry I do miss you uh
0: do you hear that? What he said was, got fuck you. That's so rude.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened. It just got lost in the microphone. Um, anyways...